Hey, what's good, listeners? Welcome to the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Bunker Edition. Good morning, Marissa. How's it going, fam? Happy birthday to you. Hey, let's go. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. I appreciate Happy that, Marissa. Here, Christopher K. Collins of the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Talk Show. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. So it's Friday the 13th. Keep drinking. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Be> able to. <laughs> right. But it's Friday the 13th. Fun fact, I was born on August, Friday the 13th. And yes, it's left-hand day. And you heard that correctly. Okay. I am a left-hander. So that's also what? fun facts for you. So I, you bas- left-hander. I just didn't know it was a left-hand day. It's left-hand oh, day too. So I'm basically a warlock. So I was born in the Salem witch trial. My ass would not be here today. So thank God it's 2021. <laughs> but So we got a great show for everybody out there tuning in for the birthday celebration because our Just Talking guest is comedian Marcus Hawkins. And also our striker court artist is a New Jersey indie rock band. They're called Dummy. That's going to be joining us at the half hour mark. And also, don't forget to check out our brand new podcast series called Off the Fret, featuring the Blowies as our inaugural guest. More music, more music talk. All right, Marissa, it's time to rock and roll. All right, this is hashtag TLDR, too long, don't read. Marissa and I, we did all the reading for you, so you didn't have to do it. So there's a new LGBTQ superhero on the block, but DC comic readers already know him well. In an article from Entertainment Weekly titled, Robin Becomes a Bisexual Icon in New Batman Comic by Nick Romano. So the latest issue of Batman Urban Legends, a monthly anthology series, revealed that the Cape Crusaders' longtime sidekick Robin, specifically the Tim Drake version, is bisexual. And CCS family, do you remember when comics like these were about action and not about what you prefer between someone's legs? I mean, let them fight crime. I mean, no one cares if he's bi, but to play into the woke trap of politicizing characters from the 40s is dead ass wrong. Fans online were quick to call out Warner Brothers and DC Comics for dismissing Robin's long-term girlfriend, Stephanie Brown, aka Batgirl, with zero explanation or elaboration. And they wonder why manga is dominated in recent years. I mean, this is not an attack on the LGBTQ plus community, but why change an original comic character? Why change Robin? I mean, instead of color casting or changing sexual preference, why not create an original character? I mean, do people realize that Harley Quinn was created in 1999? If DC can create an iconic character 60 years later from the birth of Joker, they can make new superheroes and millennials demand authenticity. Please, enough with the gimmickry already. <laughs> Well, sticks and stones might break my bones, but names will never hurt me. We've all heard that, right? Right. Well, someone hasn't, because in an article from Deadspin, what even is taunting and why is the NFL fixated on killing it with fire by Joe Hoffling? Look, the NFL, or as Joe calls it, the No Fun League, ups penalties for giving someone the business even though they didn't define what exactly that is and all the video says is any move that does not display respect to their opponents so that's some cryptic wording right there i mean what is what is any move anyway because right. <laughs> look what it's human nature to gloat 
poke fun and rile up the opposing team. All you have to do is just watch a bunch of preschoolers play tag and you will see some serious taunting. Taunting All right, look. 15 minutes on break. <laughs> Okay, this is one of the lamest rules that Roger Goodell and his lackeys have created, and no one asked for it. That's right, no one. There was no petition going around to be signed. Okay, so Chris, I mean, how do they even expect to enforce a ruling when they can't even give a clear explanation or even an example of that ruling? Well, right. I, I absolutely feel you. I mean, I, it, this reminded me about when we started pressing Tony Gonzalez from the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day when he used to uh, slam dunk on the field goal post and everybody yeah. thought that was outrageous. And then everybody came to the defense of that and was like, we're really getting this salty about these kind of celebrations when it comes to the NFL game. And now we got uh, in this uh, NFL, uh, you know, video that's going around about what taunting means. You got people flexing in front of football players. You got Jarvis Landry spiking a ball, like somewhat close to a player. Now that's considered taunting in my world. If a ref is right next to a player and he's saying something so egregious that wasn't caught on a, on an off mic, you know, for example, and they call it and people wonder why in the crowd that he's being called for a taunting. You just better trust that the refs are calling him for something very outrageous because that's where the extent I think the uh, foul should come into place, uh, not over some stupid celebrations and shit. I mean, here's here's one of the problems. Look, we all know if you're going to taunt using race or sexual exactly. preference, I mean, that that's wrong, yeah. right? That's already in a rule. But like, I fucked your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, like, wipe my shoulder, brush my shoulder off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I right. say, hey. Or even, like, peace. I mean, what was that story? Uh, yeah, the Tyreek Hill. The peace sign. Exactly. With the peace sign with Tyreek Hill. And then we got the greatest uh, story headlines when it came to the Super Bowl when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defender got his revenge back yeah. at Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, come on. I mean, this just kills the game. It's no fun league. Well, and, like, and as we talked about, look, professional athletes are competitive. It's why they're professionals. It takes a certain caliber to be that. And with that competitiveness, does come the fun of taunting fun okay <laughs> so, <laughs> so no fun league get your shit together because we are calling peyton manning to the field That's right you need to hurry up and become commissioner exactly <laughs> If there's one classic fantasy that helps define the spirit of rock and roll, every musician's dream is to be the one who is pulled up on stage by their favorite rock star to jam out like they're officially part of the band. In an article from Yahoo Live titled, Dave Grohl invites fan guitarist on stage for an epic shredding by Matthew Hart. With the return of live music in recent months, I'm so delighted to share stories like these because it's not too often that rock bands bring super fans on stage to play, and it's not just the Foo Fighters who are making this happen. I also want to acknowledge Green Day for continuing and making this a reality. So check it out for yourself. Six feet. Come here, what's your name? Lauren, you play guitar? You ever play a show this big? It's fucking cool. You ever play?
every time I see that, I get the weirdest goosebumps every time because I live for these moments for a second. Like when I first watched these clips posted online, I couldn't help but wish to be in attendance for both shows. I mean, isn't this one of the coolest things that, you know, I don't know. The last well, time I went to a show was in February of last year. Yeah. To see these kind of moments is like. I love it. I always felt like rock does it the best when it allows fans to interact and be on stage. So rock, punk rock. I mean, I can't tell you how many shows that I've been up there and they're like, come on the mic, come sing. Because we know the lyrics. Right. I mean, we're, we're screaming them from the crowd. And then we get on stage and it's living that experience of being in a band in front of people, uh, storytelling, like playing the music. It's, I know, it's so heartwarming. Cool. And I honestly love Green Day. I have to miss sometimes. I love Green like Day. Wank I, love... And stuff. <laughs> I love them, though. I Dave love Green Day, and we love Foo Fighters. <laughs> and on a final note, we wanted to shout out those two great bands because you guys are making this happen, so you got to love to see it. Almost ready. Sorry. <laughs> Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Can we Housekeeping. get a... Housekeeping. <laughs> What's good, listeners? Our guest on Just Talking is Marcus Hawkins, live on the Chris College Show, Millennial Talk Show. He's starting to come on in right now, and we're beyond stoked, man. This is the only way you kick off a birthday celebration show. It's going to be the one only it. talented Marcus Hawkins. Yay! So, look at you. You in a car now? <laughs> you on the move, man. I appreciate you being on the move and joining us for the Chris College Show. How you doing, Marcus? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Oh, Good. we're fabulous, bro. And we can hear you. Yes. <laughs> so you on the move while you're doing the show. What is the hell is going on on your Friday Wait, You muted yourself. Unmute. <laughs> you can't be a comedian and be muted. Like, I don't even think that works. <laughs> hey. Well, whatever happens, whatever I have to do to be a part of your birthday, bro, I was going to do it. It's hey, let's go. Fitting in the fucking tree. It don't matter. I was going to be here, bro. <laughs> That's some Jungle Book shit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus. Like, oh, Mar Marcus is poor. He's living out of his car. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be like those guys in Venice walking the zip lines or whatever the fuck they call that shit. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's on the tightrope while he's joining us live on the Chris Collins show. Yeah. <laughs> but Marcus, what's been on your mind recently? Talk to me. What's going on? Hey, <laughs> what what hasn't been on my mind? One, Like I said, I'm just tired of people being selfish. Think about others, y'all. That's all I say. Because I want to go to the damn movies. I want to get back to getting outside and doing stuff. And if y'all don't get y'all punk-ass shots, we can't do nothing. <laughs> True. And, what, and what do you say to the people who are selfish people doing selfish things? I mean, how do we kick um, their ass in the rear end? I mean, how do we do it? Like, what's the message? <laughs> uh, for one, uh, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're stupid. You know? <laughs> If you're, um, you're not that important. Conspiracy yeah. theorist. <laughs> oh, gosh. The, uh, the government does not want to put a microchip in you. If they wanted to kill you, they would have done it when they was giving you free lunch in school. Right. <laughs> right. They almost did, which they right. almost did. And it hasn't changed much. <laughs> but what do you say oh. about the number one guy in, let's say, popular talk radio, Joe Rogan, who is considered Joe Conspiracy Rogan? I mean, do you have a beef with him? I mean, that's kind of his show, right? If if, if Joe Rogan wasn't doing MMA, I, I try to fight his ass. You know? <laughs> but Joe Rogan probably probably know he probably choked my little ass out. Man, so I got time. He probably grab your dreads and just start wrapping around your neck and just ah. And just <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan's annoying though, but he, he getting money though, so I can't hate. But That's I kind of hate him just a little bit. 
And, but, and Marcus, let's get into some pop culture topics. I hit it right off at uh, the top of hashtag TLDR, but I need to know your thoughts on the latest news with DC Comics because a comic book character's sexuality is now global news. I mean, that's pretty sad in my opinion. So Tim Drake, a.k.a. the third Robin, realized he's bi in the newly released issue of Batman Urban Legends number 6. After 81 years, I mean... This is not an attack on the LGBTQ plus community, but why change the original character? It feels forced to me. What, what are Listen, your thoughts? <laughs> Listen, don't cancel me, okay? Don't cancel me, okay? First off, all I'm saying is how Batman can't eat out Catwoman, but Robin <laughs> can take penis. Right? Uh, because penis is delicious. Oh. You speak for it. Well, never right. had it. Don't yeah. plan on taking it, you know? <laughs> You know. <laughs> oh, that's actually a really funny point. Hey, maybe if you guys tried it, maybe no, I'm okay. Me. You know, no, I don't plan it. on going skiing anytime soon, yeah, Marissa, you know, so I'll, I'll, I'll strictly be a, a dick vegan. You know, I will not have no real dick. I'll be a dick vegan. Ripper comes to your door that I ordered for you for your birthday. Oh. Mm. Have to say. <laughs> but I have to say, you know, Marcus, that's actually a really funny point that you bring up because that's so true. People kind of forget that like two months ago they were going to make a rated R animated series about Harley Quinn and they had a scene where they wanted uh, the Cape Crusader Batman to go down on Catwoman, on Catwoman but they said yeah. that was inappropriate. They, and said, now they said, heroes don't do that. My hero right. eats pussy, I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. And you know what the funny part is? That would actually fit more along the lines of the DC Comics just because we already know that Batman and Catwoman and already have a thing. All kitty cats like to be licked. I mean, we all and know that. And just think about how cool role-playing would be with your woman if you could put on a Batman mask Hot. and start talking in your Batman voice. Yes. Spread those legs, bitch. Yeah, see that's hot. And as long as you got those those hands. You lick that cat, bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> meow. Meow. Hey, Marcy, you boy. did say something really funny on Wednesday when we were sort of doing a precursor on this whole Robin situation. You, yeah. how, how do you describe Robin? Do you remember how you described oh, him? So I was like, it didn't make sense that like they made him really bisexual in a sense and got rid of Batgirl because really what they are, they should have been swingers. Because you knew oh, yeah, I'm with that. you knew Batboy and Batgirl were kinky as hell. And what they should have had is like, dude, who's that revolt when we fight crime at night and you know, fuck during the day. Random <laughs> that, people. That shit, that shit is like it's kinda it's kinda dog on some freaky porn shit. It's like, okay, it's like is Solomon Grundy gonna be a bull for Batgirl type shit? You know, she might like big dudes. She might Maybe like Solomon big Grundy. BB Marcus Hall. Solomon Gunn. Solomon Gunn is going to be singing your nursery rhymes with his BBC. <laughs> oh, but, Lord Jesus. But Marcus, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's some of my I enjoy it. I have but, to say. <laughs> but Marcus, uh, you know, I got to ask you this because this was uh, Marissa's TLDR, and I feel like you're the perfect man to discuss this situation because NFL players are going to have to be careful this year with where they direct their excitement on the field. Otherwise, they might get ejected or suspended. While it's certainly reasonable, I would say, to police taunting in some way so that the game doesn't derail into a full out brawl. But are the examples in the league's video really so egregious? This, that that talking like, I feel like you should get a flag if you get a first down and you grab your cock and like shake your dick at somebody like no, no, no. in your face. No, 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 I like right. that. No, 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 we like that. That, that should stay. No, you like that. <laughs> you like that, Marissa. Like that. 
Have you seen those ass and the cut? Woo! Okay, sorry. Oh, I watched it watch yeah. for a very specific reason. I see. And you're going to make me stop watching football. Like, <laughs> I'm going to protest it. They're like, why you don't watch it? Because I'm a rest, so that's why I don't watch football. This anymore. is all I kept imagining when I heard the taunting rules. I just go, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19, Juju Smith-Schuster, was TikToking on the opponent's logo. That will be a 15-yard penalty assessed at kickoff. You know, it's or, just going to be so stupid. Like, and, and then, But the crazy part about the league right now was, like, if somebody ain't got their shot, you can miss out on your check. Say if I'm playing against you, Chris, yeah. if I don't have my shot, you don't get your game check that week. And some of these dudes make million dollars pluses a week. If yeah. I missed out on a million dollars, fuck not worry about a taunt. You better hope I don't catch you in a locker room and beat your ass. Like, <laughs> thank that's a lot of money. Thank you. A million dollars? Yeah. I'm shooting up my neighbor without him realizing it. I'd be like, I I'd be a walk by COVID. Ping! <laughs> I, feel right. like, I feel like for like, for like taunting, if play is in your job description, you should be able to taunt people. Play is in your job description. Yeah. Play. Play. You get paid to play. You get but paid you get to play and entertain. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, right? What? What? A, this is a no fun league. Like, no hands down. <laughs> and as a grown-ass man, if you don't want me to do something, stop me from doing it. And I won't do it. If you don't want me <laughs> dancing on your head, shaking my balls in your face, tackle me before I'm able to celebrate something. <laughs> Well, what okay, about the, or what about in the shower? You know what I mean? Like no, they're not like, slap men's ass in the towels anymore. Well, that's listen, a funny. Listen, that's listen. a funny reference that you're going at, Marissa, because this is something that I wanted to bring up with uh, you, Marcus. Because I am, I, I can't believe that we're bringing this subject back up again, Marissa. I really, truly can't believe we're bringing this up again, but we have to because lately celebrities have been getting up and personal, you know, up and close and personal about their bathing habits all over again. And I mean, apparently. Being nasty out here as a general rule is just something folks are okay doing. And I, Marcus, oh, yeah. I gotta ask you. Rich folks. Bathe, Rich folks are okay doing. <laughs> I, I guess so, but I guess the real question, I'll put it in a, uh, in a Shakespearean you know, phrase, to bathe or not to bathe? That is the question. Uh, if you better bathe, ain't no to bathe, or you better bathe, like, I, really, think about this. How you not washing your ass in a pandemic? Yeah. That's Imagine deep, not washing like, your face mask. Well, and you know what? Those type of celebrities like Ashton and, you know, Mila, I'm sure their favorite porn is probably scat porn. Yeah. You got Jake Gyllenhaal. You got Kristen Bell. You got Dwayne The Rock Johnson all saying all this kind of cringy <laughs> shit. I'm like, The Rock, The Rock, I seen The Rock, The Rock said he washes his ass every day. He, hey. said he washes his ass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, how do you have a smooth honest, head like his? It, it's white people. I'm I'm saying it right now. If you are a star and you're white, you've bought into some type of guru who says you don't need to wash like the medieval times. But what they need to do is take a lesson from the Egyptians and Africans who made soap and wash their ass. I mean, I used to joke with Marissa saying, why do you think guy white guys like scratch their forearms like this? And then they wonder, why am I so flaky? But my dick is silky shiny. It's because you don't wash your whole body. You ain't putting Vaseline on. Or, like, or then, come on. Or, or like, or a couple months ago, they were saying like when they take a shower, they just let the soap run down their legs. They don't scrub. Get the fuck out of here. You just don't <laughs> stick your dishes in soap water and take them out. Be like, okay. Oh, no, no, no. The thing That's I didn't see what was trending on Twitter is white people, we also don't use soap to wash our dishes. We just use water. 
You didn't oh, hear that? No, no, I swear to God, I ha it was trending, and I was like, "Okay, that is probably Why? the best." Now everybody's going to be asking for plastic essentials everywhere. I go into a don't date white. Don't date white. This is probably why don't nobody want to have that, that critical race theory in the school because you find out some stupid shit real fast. Like you ain't washing your ass, like. like and that, you know what? I can't wait to have like a black family tell them like, oh, you can't bring that white kid over. You know they don't wash their ass or uh, dishes. You know what? Yeah. Let's 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 <laughs> jump a topic because I think that's actually a great point, Marcus. And I wanted to bring uh bring this up with you because Governor Kate Brown, the Oregon Democrat, signed a bill last month which was not public until recently because her office did not hold a signing ceremony or issue a press release. So the governor moved forward with dropping the requirement for high school students proving proficiency in reading, writing, or math before graduation because the new standards will help benefit the state's students of color. So Marcus, you're a parent. I mean, how do you feel about the school board lowering the bar? I feel like I'm gonna have to put my son in in uh in, in home studies because yeah. it seems like as soon as I got out of school, everything went left, man. Teachers started fucking you. You know, you could sleep with the teachers once I got out of school. Then, <laughs> and they were hotter. And they were hotter. <laughs> and then in Texas, they 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 taking like Martin Luther King, like all like the oppression shit, they taking it out of the schools. Mm -hmm. Then you go up to Oregon and they like, you know what? You don't need no arithmetic. We'll just give you fucking elective. But isn't Clap, this so take PE and science? You're okay. Hey, go be go be that NFL player in your no fun league. That's it. That's like, it. This is not a minority problem. This is a national problem. And I don't understand why they only separate the Caucasians and then they put uh, you guys in a box, people of color acting as if you don't have the same equity as every American that attends a school. Like, I, just, I think, mean, that just sounds crazy. I, I think right now I just figured it all out. See, we've been washing all our fucking smarts off by taking <laughs> baths and shit. So if, That's we did, why. If, we if we don't bathe, we keep you're, our smarts. You're smart. You know, I, I didn't That's get it funny. right fucking now. That's I'm pretty funny. Like, <laughs> right now. So you better tell, tell your son to stop washing. Yeah. So what we doing is we washing all our smart shit off. <laughs> all my wit, all my smarts is going down the fucking drain. So if I don't bathe, I'll be okay. I can, I can still take tests. I'll be proficient in math, English, and reading if I don't bathe. It almost sounds like Oregon is more focused on their psychedelics more well, than anything. It seems like, yeah. you know, if you don't have to do reading, writing, or math, right, Marcus? It seems like, you know, you're going to get an easy science test for your proficiency, I would assume. I, I told you, Oregon is the state of Topia. It, it goes <laughs> California, Topia, then Washington. Yes. I don't even call that place. Oregon. And I feel like the, the United States, the 50 states, uses Oregon as like a test subject. Like, let's not have That's cops. True. <laughs> that's yeah. gonna happen yeah. let's not yeah. make kids be smart hmm. let's, uh, let's legalize all the drugs yes legalize all of them no jail that's sentence it. and you know what go be homeless it's okay we got you go ahead. we We're got not, you not, hey do you do you don't gotta be <laughs> summer of love baby summer of love but marcus hey, I hey, got... we, we should plan a trip to oregon but it's probably to. gonna be fucking scary like some Blair Witch Project shit. <laughs> I know, right? We're gonna be seen hanging crosses and shit, and we're just like, oh, hell no. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. No bathrooms. Not today, Shane. <laughs> I'm just a 
I'm here for the weed and the voodoo donuts. That's it. I'm just here for the voodoo donuts. Love the voodoo donuts. Their voodoo donuts is like our in and out I so love good. their voodoo donuts. I'm with you. But, you know, I, Marcus, I did want to switch you into more of like a musical element because this is also a thing that's been lingering like crazy right now. And there's no denying that, you know, the, the baby's controversy took a life of its own when the rapper went on a homophobic rant during his set at Rolling Loud in July, even prompting a response from the great Elton John. When Elton John says something, you know shit's gonna go down. But I wanted to share with you a quote you that probably rapper struck a chord when, when Sir Elton John say something. You struck a fucking chord. You struck like. a fucking chord. It's so true, man. <laughs> and I wanted to read you what uh, rapper 50 Cent said this week about whether a uh, rapper baby can bounce back. And this is what he said, quote, yeah, he will, as long as he keeps his consistency with the music. Remember, they canceled Chris Brown like five or six times. So I sort of thought that was interesting. Does he have the same capabilities that Chris Brown was able to, or do you think this cancel culture vultures are going to go after him and he'll never be able to bounce back from this? If, if you compare his situation to Chris Brown's situation, you would think he'll be able to bounce back quicker than Chris Brown did because Chris Brown physically put his hands on a woman. and we've um, seen that. More than one. More than one. Yeah. Reap well, was just the first well, that's one what, That's what 50 Cent said, <laughs> like five or six times. I'm saying, but we've seen Rihanna, though. We've seen what happened. Them other ones, that could be he say, she say. We didn't see their faces. We've seen what happened to Rihanna. And it was like, yo, you did that to this woman. And he was able to bounce back from that when all that baby said, it was just basically somebody talking stupid. Like, nowadays, how everybody want to be the, uh, what is that I'm looking for? They want to trigger people. You know, yeah. everybody gets a kick out of triggering somebody. So, he triggered the wrong motherfuckers this time because... Well, that's just the thing, though. I mean, Elton John, you don't trigger him. Well, at the don't same time, Elton. though, I have to... You know, it's like, come on, baby. If I was his manager, I'd be like, what the hell are you thinking? This is the biggest festival of returning to live music, and you just slipped up big time because what are people doing? They're posting all their Rolling Loud footage online. You know, then, it's like, it's crazy. And then another thing, like, like when we were talking yesterday, if... You don't have nobody in your corner to like hold you back. Like uh, Hassan McVay has that one coach that pulls him back oh, on yeah. the field when he gets yep. too caught up. Sometimes we get too caught up in our situations. We need somebody to pull us back. He didn't mm -hmm. have nobody to pull him back and he too far on the field. And now we got a penalty because if he would have <laughs> had somebody to pull him back and will him in, he'd still be making money. That's like Kanye West. Kanye West, now that Kim is out of the picture, like he ain't got nobody to pull him back. <laughs> No, it's crazy stuff again. Once Kanye's mama died, he didn't have nobody yep, to pull him back. He lost it. He, I know. He that was his mama died. But yeah, the, the baby him. situation, like when you get in that kind of money, you got to know where you rank. Like you like one of the top five rap artists right now. So people want to see you. People want to hear you. You got to watch your damn All mouth. You. Like it's Chris so Brown true. Said, but Marcus, you told me something perform, pretty. Thank people and sit your ass down. Right, but Marcus, you told me something pretty interesting because I'm not the I don't listen to the full catalog of the baby. But you were telling me some of his other songs are just as vulgar, but no one brings that his music yeah. lyrics up. And so, can you yeah. explain that? Yeah. So, like I'm saying, like one of the songs where he say, "Uh, I killed the man in front of my in front of my baby before she was the age of two, mm -hmm. and I do it again." So this man just raps about killing people in front of children. You're okay with that? But when he said something disrespectful to the gay community and it's a little offensive. You're okay to put him on the lineup, right? But the yeah. minute he says anything about the gay community, it's like he's completely ousted and he doesn't oh, get no, a... Oh, no, no, no. No, you messed up there, buddy. No, take that back. You know, like, hey, no, don't say that. Oh, 
Yeah, talk about shooting black people. We love it. We love it. Yeah. Don't say nothing about the gays. I can't have you. You can't come over today. My mom didn't like what you said. Right. It's such a weird time that we're living in. And I know we got like less than 30 seconds. So like, Marcus, I wanted to give you the opportunity and also want to give you a shout out for joining us for my birthday celebration. But I want the listeners. I want to fall through the fucking ceiling to be at your birthday celebration. Let's go. Dude, I appreciate that. You were the the guest that we were like, who do we want on Chris's birthday show? Marcus Hawkins. Exactly. Like, oh. I mean, he, he gives me Jamie Carson vibes, you know, so I, you got to rock bro. with this. So. We, we can do this all day. You make Johnny, I just, said Jimmy, you Johnny just Carson. Quit vibes. my job and become your other co-host. Me, you, and Marissa. Hey, 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 once we sign that contract, you are in, homie. Yeah, let's okay? get it, baby. You are in. <laughs> we'll go and follow Marcus at, at Marcus Real Funny right on Instagram, and we love That's you, it. Marcus, and hopefully we can catch up real soon in person in the future. Thanks again, brother. I'll yes. talk to you real soon. At uh, our brewery Thursday, August nineteenth, right. in California. So okay, let's have some up. beers, hear some jokes, and and it's free. It's a free comedy show. It's at a brewery. We just gonna tell jokes. Y'all come <laughs> and eat and drink and shit. So all right, rock and roll, Marcus. It's good hearing right, from you, bro. We'll catch you next time. All right, peace. All right, what's good, listeners? We're beyond stoked to have Dummy join us live on the Chris Collins Show, Millennial Talk Show, all the way out in the state of New Jersey. Also, check out our brand new podcast series, Off the Fret, featuring the Blowies as our inaugural guest. More music, more music talk out now wherever you listen to podcasts. So we're beyond stoked. We got the boys here. It looks like we got another band member. Is that Chris, I'm assuming? It is hey, that's what's up. We're glad. This is this is dope, man. We're we're excited for you guys to be joining me during my birthday celebration show. And I'm amazed that we got such a kick-ass band dummies. So we gotta let the people know what's good. But before we begin, Ben, I'm gonna throw this at you because what is the backstory behind the band's name Dummy? Or was it an afterthought? And you see what I did with that? You know, it was an afterthought. <laughs> ah, I got you guys. So, but no, but for real, like where did the band name Dummy come from? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the guy we uh, I formed the band with, we uh, were shooting, you know, each other demos back and forth, and uh, we couldn't just figure out a name. So uh, one of the files we sent back and forth, I just, you know, just typed dummy track, dummy demo, dummy two, you know? and we were just like, just call it, let's just call it dummy, you know, so we just ran with it, you know, so it's kind of just like, just short and sweet, just straight to the point. When it short, comes- sweet, straight to the point, kept it organic. Okay, okay, I see where this is going. And Matt, you know, it's my understanding that Dummy is formed with musicians loving different genres of music. I mean, do you believe the influence of each band member's different taste in music brings something new to Dummy? Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, we all grew up, uh, like Chris and the Ben were in a... Uh, like a heavy death metal band. Stop it. I would never imagine. So I can only imagine as you, the synth player, having to listen to your bro doing blast beats and you're I like, Chris, please, for the love of, I, I know I'm on an electric pad, but we still got to tune up. We still got to get the bass and check for band. <laughs> like, please, Chris. <laughs> I so want to hear your death metal. So Chris, I'll song. let you defend yourself because obviously Matt is bringing up you I in the death metal it. scene. I'm a huge heavy metal guy myself. So yeah. like, how is that like collab- collaborating with these gents? <laughs> 
I love it, man. And I'm still blast beating at practice. It's still, <laughs> still just secondhand yeah. nature for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you ever considered bringing the blast beats to this band? Really? Yeah, we've yeah, tried we a couple. Some Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. And I always feel like East Coast bands just do better death metal than West Coast bands because we have like, good weather. So we're kind of like, oh, yeah, let's go like in the sun. And then like East Coast, you guys are freezing <laughs> or sweltering hot. You're like, you guys are an indie rock pop band, you know. So if you guys started experimenting with those kind of elements, that would be pretty cool. So I'm going to hold you on that, Chris, because that better not be an afterthought, okay? Better not be an <laughs> But Ben, I... Yeah, but Ben, I wanted to throw you at this because you sing the following in your track, Afterthought, and you sing, I recognize the footwork to this haunted dance. I tripped up on the shot and lost my second chance. Talk to me about your track, Afterthought, because what in the world does that even mean? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so the song Afterthought was kind of just, uh, you know, it's more just speaking about like a really shaky relationship. And when it comes to that line... I recognize the footwork to this haunted dance or tripped up on the shot and lost my second chance. Um, like the haunted dance is kind of just reminding you of the good times that you've had with that person. And you kind of look back at it and it kind of haunts you, you know? So, and, you know. Do you think that's because of the era of social media? Where like every single time you go on this day memory on Facebook and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I unfriended her. I keep seeing pictures of her or, you know, whatever your sexual preference is. He, I, you know, I don't want to see him. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, the haunted dance is kind of just like the good times that you had that kind of haunt you and the tripped up on my shot and trip uh, mess. With, I don't, oh my God. It's a tongue twister. Well, I think that's actually a good point. I think, people can recognize that like yeah you could fall out from an ugly relationship but you can recognize that there were some great moments and that's why i laugh at the title and maybe. now i understand more <laughs> it's more of an afterthought it's a I'm maybe off. maybe <laughs> but you know what we wanted to give enough time to be able to play the music video in full so marissa let's play dummies track afterthought live on the chris college show millennial talk show
Yeah, that's what's good. That is Dummy, and that is the track Afterthought. And I want to remind the listening audience that you are listening to the Chris Collins Show Millennial Talk Show, and this is Striker Chord, where if you physically or digitally pick up that record, you're going to know these tracks. And I'm going to throw that this to the whole band right now. I mean, have you? do you guys like reading your comments from fans online, like let's say YouTube? Do you guys like to look into that kind of stuff? Because I kind of like to share some of these comments that I've been reading online. Uh, do you mind if I share some of them? I want to hear, <laughs> hear them. You want to hear some of these? Uh, RV on YouTube writes, I'm pretty sure I just astral projected after hearing this. And when I read that, it's kind of sounded a little kinky in my opinion. Um, how would Dummy like to respond to this? It sounds like, Chris, you already jump into uh, a conclusion on this. So what would you like to say to uh, RV? <laughs> I love that. That comment's just like, wow. Like our music actually makes somebody feel like that. That's so sick. I was was literally just dancing. I had to get up and I was just dancing next to my laptop for your song. (laughs) I actually really like, I love our musicians we bring in. And then there are some musicians that I'm like, oh my God, I have to move. I have to dance. I connect so much. And like, you bring out my love of eighties and like romance and like, oh, but it's true, but it's like also you guys are doing your own thing on a level. I feel like you bring in that, you know, a little bit of that 80s vibes, but you guys are making it your own thing. And I think that's yeah. really cool. And, you know, uh, Raven Day on YouTube writes, uh, quote, clocking in so I can prove that I was here before you guys were famous with uh, Studio <laughs> by the Sea comedy, as my mom would say very good my dear (laughs) so i mean how does it feel to already have support from fans from all around the world without even releasing a full length album i mean how does that feel i mean that's got to be pretty fucking cool in my opinion yeah it's amazing amazing yeah yeah we uh just like with the streaming platforms and stuff we have like the statistics and we just see people from everywhere like we have listeners in europe and like just all across the world and it's like it's awesome. Well, we have you know, yeah, it leaves us speechless, you know, it just makes us just want to work harder and put out more yeah. music and yeah. twice the amount of energy, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, you both of your, uh, your tracks that you guys have been releasing so far, and I know we're about to be playing, uh, one of them, which is called suddenly. And Ben, I wanted to ask you this because, you know, I dig deep into the lyrics again, you know, and you say suddenly I can breathe, but I can't feel what's under me and I'll follow you if you take the lead. So, like, what's the overall meaning to this song? Um, so, yeah, that song is very personal to me. You know, um, you know, the song is very derived of, you know, struggles with addiction and, you know, mental health and stuff like that. And, you know, when you come out of a dark spot, you it's kind of hard to translate back into the real world. So you don't know what's under you. You know, suddenly you can breathe, but you don't know what's under you, you know? Mm. And, you know, um, and I'll follow you if you take the lead, you know, that's just like, just people around you just trying to be supportive, you know, and, you know, it's a really personal song. And I love, you know, just bringing lyrics out to other people that it can help, you know. And that's- so do you feel like with, because uh, I'm sure does the rest of the boys uh, and girl, there's Carly, we got Carly too. Uh, do they uh, lend in when it comes to the lyrical content? Are you guys all kind of jointly together writing the, the music or is it kind of, you know, everybody kind of does their own thing in like a work bubble? <laughs> um. So those first uh, two songs, uh, I wrote suddenly in my brother's room, like front to end, uh, while he was at college. Um, so yeah, but now like since we're 
all like forming together. We're all just kind of putting ideas together and, you know, just getting a more organic feel of what Dummy is. Right. Okay. I get you. And you know what? I'm going to throw this both at the bros. Are you guys twins? You guys almost look exactly like each other. I mean, no, no, you are. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. The reason I want to bring both of you guys into this uh, mix is because, you know, sometimes I feel like when I uh, talk about people, you know, musicians that are synth players or drummers, sometimes I feel like you guys go under the radar at times. You guys Mm kind of get excluded. But what I love what you guys did with this music production, especially when it's on this track, suddenly is it starts off calm and then it soon shifts into this kind of high energy, giving me kind of like that killer's mentality. You know what I'm saying? And like, talk to me about that overall feel that the both of you guys wanted to add onto this track. Um, yeah, I mean, well, me on synth. So like when we play live, we'll usually, me and Ben will switch through bass, but the more synth heavy sounds or uh, songs, I'll be on synth. And uh, I used to play guitar and stuff, you know, it's kind of weird. You're kind of like stationary. So it was just, I'm like, I got to just start moving and headbang <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> You're going to get one of those piano keyboards. <laughs> start jamming out. Well, that's really cool, man. And let's let the music speak for itself because I already know Marissa's already got it set up right now. So let's let the CCS family know what's good. Check out Dummy's music video suddenly.
that's what's good. That is Dummy, and that is their track. Uh, you got to love it, Suddenly. And, you know, that's my favorite song from you guys so far. And you know what, Chris? I got to throw – but before we begin, I want to remind the listening audience, you are listening to Strike a Chord, where if you physically or digitally pick up the record, you're going to know these tracks. And, you know, Chris, I want to throw this at you because, you know, talk to me about where the band is progressing with new music in 2021 because obviously we mentioned it like at the halfway mark you guys don't have necessarily a full-length album yet and i already know fans around the world especially myself are itching itching crawling (laughs) to hear that new music so give us an update where are you guys at so we uh the full length is in the works right now and um how we're progressing i feel like we're the chemistry is just still being built as we're continuously writing music and it just keeps getting better and better (laughs) lyrically, instrumentally, everything about it. And I'm really excited for what is about to come for the group. Really? Okay. And I mean, are we going to get kind of the same elements from those two singles or is there anything that you guys are switching up that you're excited to add into the sound of death what metal. Dummy could be. Death metal. There's going to be a side A and a side B. And it's just, <laughs> it's just blasts <laughs> and breakdowns. <laughs> but is there, is there anything that you can tell us that like there's some certain elements that you know you're excited for that you're going to add into the piece? Yeah, we're definitely bringing uh, a lot more uh, original 80 sounds, a lot more original like you know, underground 80s clubs like synth and, you know, um, we got a new single coming out soon called Slower. Uh, yeah, it's going to be our, okay. first, our first EP. Could you give us an update about it? Are you guys even allowed to release the date yet? I mean, come on. This is the one time you can let the people know what's good. I mean, when can we hear that, that track? We haven't settled down on a date yet, but that's our uh, next single. Oh, I'm going to hold you guys to that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be following you guys. And- <laughs> By, uh, next month so okay 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 I can, I can screw with that i like that but you know what um, you screw with it chris yeah that's yeah, the plan background music but hey matt i wanted to add you into this because what has been the toughest setback for dummy this year is it like making the new music or is it getting back on the road again uh mm, um definitely getting back on the road yeah shows are well, you know COVID, yeah it's why is that so tough? I mean, talk to me about that, because it seems like in SoCal, where I'm at, it seems like live events are starting to return. They're frolicking <laughs> on a level. It seems like in New Jersey, you guys are seeming to struggle, and you guys seem to have to go, what, north to New York to even make live events happen? I mean, what is the frustration that you have with your state of New Jersey about why they don't understand about live music and live events that you guys would like to see happen? Um. I mean, it's just really tough, like just getting back in the groove of things. Like, and we're still trying to write a lot and, you know, do our, doing merch and we all have like our separate jobs and everything. But um, yeah, that, that's one of the other things It's in the area, there's not really any venues. So like oh. farmland, New Jersey. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. The art of Jersey. Yeah. We have to hike out a little bit to, you know, play any shows, but um, yeah, we're just trying to find uh, any bands who would to play with us and take yeah, us on. We'll and play anywhere. Yeah, we play just play anywhere, anytime, any day. You want to see us at 4 a.m. in a dive bar? We don't care. <laughs> I love that attitude. But I know you've been teasing the fans recently, and you guys got some instrumental tracks, which I thought that's kind of rare and unique that most bands don't 
intend to do necessarily and we actually smashed two songs together into one because you guys did turn them into music videos so we're going to be playing two tracks in one video it's called valentine and video guy so let's check it out this is dummy That is Dummy, and that is both of their instrumental tracks. It's called Valentine and Video Guy, and we want to leave you guys enough time because we are starting to wrap it up on Strike a Court, but where can the CCS family go ahead and check out your guys' music and follow you on social media? Uh, yeah, so we have um, – uh, I've been working on a website. It's uh, dummytheband.com. Um, they have all our links up. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Dummy Tunes is our Instagram. Um, yeah, we're trying to get – on everything, we're on Bandcamp. Um, what is what you don't do, Matt? I mean, you're, you're, doing, you're a website designer. You're in the band, kicking it, synth and face. We gotta love you guys. Thank you, awesome. Ben, Matt, and Chris for joining the Chris Collins Show Millennial Talk Show. And we cannot wait to be following up with you guys later on. What's yeah. that now, Phil? <laughs> yeah. So we got it. So we'll talk later in the future. Okay, guys. Much right. success on tour, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. It's so good to meet you. <laughs> Same. You know, I really just wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been supporting the Chris Collins Show Millennial Talk Show for almost nearly three years now. I, I'm, I'm so beyond blessed that people even tuning in, even for my birthday celebration. I can't thank enough comedian Marcus Hawkins and striker court artist Dummy all the way out in New Jersey for joining us live on the Chris Collins Show. I mean, that is something so, so cool. And I just want to remind the listening audience that don't forget to check out our brand new podcast series off the fret featuring the blowies as our inaugural guest more music more music talk 
and Chris, who are next week's guests. Yeah, so this is a great one. We have returning back to the Chris Collins show because she's that good. I love her, fam. I mean, she is Elizabeth Kim. She's the co-founder of Gen Z Critics and also Jessica Devaney. She's the producer of a Netflix film called Pray Away. It's a tough film. It's a really controversial one because they are interviewing the former leaders of the Pray the Gay Away movement, which contend with the aftermath unleashed by their actions. So that's a pretty crazy one. And if you like what you're listening to, go to the chriscollegeshow.com and become a member today and get that free CCS t-shirt and enjoy the weekend. I'll see you next week, fam. Peace. The Chris Collins Show presents Music Storm 2021, hosted by Chris Collins and Marissa Pitts, featuring Tiana Kutcher, Some Daggers Wear Red, Desmond Walker, Dulos, Saturn Till June, YT Will, it feels good to be the bad guy, walk these shoes you'll see why, look at things from both sides, ain't nothing like the, EC Main, The Phoenix with Ben. There's more weight in my words than you give me. Chloe Wilder. Jonas and I. An animal son. So tell me how reasons to carry on. Music Store 2021 available on YouTube Live. Peace. Our brand new podcast off the fret. I love it. It's more time to chat. <laughs> Hello. You would look so jazzy. I love your outfit. How far would you go to start playing live music again? This slaps harder than my ex when she got her stimulus check. So, um, (laughs) so, um, are you here to bring the sexual healing with your music? Everything is everything, and I guarantee you're going to hear this song in the future. I love the flow, man. Politically charged album. So, if you get easily offended, this might not be the album for you. Brand new podcast, Off the Fret. So excited. Um, has Kim Kardashian accidentally sent you a coochie shot? Do you want to stay there? It's completely your choice. Or you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. And you know what I love? Off the fret. More music, more music talk. Peace. <laughs>